Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That we welcome you inside Studio 34. He is Frank Stanfall. I am Greg Sussman. This is the BFFs on Sports Grid. Of course, it's the Fantasy Sports Network. Frank, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well, considering I was out pretty late for a Monday last night. We took uh, BFF Mike Florio out for some dinner. Peter Luger's Steakhouse. Oh my goodness, you are a rich bastard. I am not. I work with you. In fact, I work under you, Greg, so... Not rich. I'm not going to Peter Luger's. You know what I did last night, Frank? You finished Stranger Things. I, I, I liked it a lot last night. All right. But one of the things when it comes to dinner, I went down to Anchor Bar where it was Dollar Wings. Didn't get my invite. You were out with Florio to Peter hey. Luger's where I didn't get my invite. Hey, I, I'm not the one who sent the invites for that. Just saying. You went to Peter Luger's. Man. Yeah. How was it? Uh, it was pretty good. Steak was a little... Was it your first time? A little too red for me, you know? I'm, I'm not a steak connoisseur by any means. Oh, was it your first time? Yes, it was my first time. Oh, there. man. Wow. Did you get spinach? You like spinach? I did get spinach. Oh, Didn't okay. like it. What? Also got red wine. Didn't like that either. Steak was very good. Home fries, very good. French fries, very good. The little fried onion straws, oh, also yeah. very good. This is... The bread was very good. This sounds like a great night. Spinach, I'm out. This sounds like a great, great Red night. wine, uh-huh. also out. And then we uh, went back to my buddy's house. We watched some baseball, drank a couple beers, and that was it. Mm. I went home. How are you doing, bud? I feel like you didn't sleep well last night, Greg, because in all honesty, you're pretty grouchy today, man. What's going on? How am I grouchy? I'm going to get you a Snickers bar or something. How am I grouchy? Full transparency, Greg. Very grouchy. How am I grouchy? Grouchy. Text messages. We're trying to film stuff earlier. Greg, he's got an attitude. What did I... Very grouchy. What did I have attitude when I was filming earlier? (laughs) Did something happen last night? You didn't like the ending of Stranger Things? Honestly, I was going to come out and say I had a great night last night. You're going to be really proud of me. Because last night, yeah, dollar ring night, boom, crushed it. Last night, finished Stranger Things, a day later than promised, but boom, crushed it. Last night, I finished, and I'm ready to rock my 2019 Fantasy Football rankings. Your rankings are done. My rankings are done. All right. And a big night last night. It's a very big night. It's a very productive night. Slept great. I was excited to tell you to get on the show. So tell why, everybody my rankings are done. I'm ready to go. So why I'm ready are you to so adjust. grouchy? How am I grouchy? 
I'm just, I, I, hey, that's just the vibe that I'm getting. It's the vibe that I'm getting, Greg. Let's turn it around here. Dude, I am not grouchy at all. I'm excited to talk rankings with you today. This is the, this is the high point of the day. No grouchiness allowed. So we're going over the first round today. Yes, uh, we are. On our, on our show sheet, I uh, put my first top 16 on here. Um, Frank did not at all. I have it. I, I have it in my own little notes. Yeah, it's you, a you surprise to you. You didn't right? want me to see. Now you know everything I'm doing. It's a surprise. Not really that far off from yours, to be honest. You know what I'm. You know everything I'm doing. That's okay. It is okay. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. To talk fantasy football. I'm excited. We're like less than a month away from the GST draft, which I have to do myself. Less than a month away from my auction draft, one of my big drafts. Super excited about that. I am. I'm in a great mood today. Yeah, I'm in the process of planning my home league draft. We usually do it. Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. and there's no better way to, how about a Saturday, Greg, August 31st, right? draft during the day, AEW pay-per-view at night. Oh my God. That, that's a great Saturday. You that's a I, great Saturday. You're not going to believe this. You know what I realized? What do you got? That weekend, Labor Day weekend? Yeah. I am in Chicago. In Chicago? Yeah. For what? Well, all that will be taking place in Chicago. Oh, so are you going? No. Why not? <laughs> I'm on Jet Fan Jeff's bachelor party. Screw that. Go to AEW. It's probably going to be better. No offense, Jeff. I don't know, man. <laughs> You're probably pretty pissed. That's going to be a sick show. So, yeah, that's, that's what we're looking at. Looking at later in the month, uh, starting to plan some home league drafts, obviously. Might do an NFFC draft the day before as well. I'm looking at Friday, August 30th. This upcoming Friday, we got the Superflex Fantasy League of Experts. Experts. I'm, I guess I'm part of that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So, we'll have draft results from that coming this Friday. I'll tweet those out. And then, I assume Monday or next week sometime, we'll talk about the, the results. Because I feel like people want to know how a super flex draft goes down, I guess, in an expert draft, right? I am extremely... There's not really any dude, ADP to go based off of... For, have uh, I not told draft. you repeatedly, I am really, really going to be paying attention to what you do from 11. Because I have 11 coming up in my draft the day after Labor Day uh, on that Tuesday. So we're all looking forward to it. We're all looking forward to it, man. Especially uh, where you're picking. You, you cannot let me down, Frank. I, I need a good team from that spot. No pressure. I'll try my best. I'm just being honest. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm, uh, I'm excited myself to see what goes down. Yeah, I'm totally. picking right next to the king, Scott Angle. Miss the king. Love the king. Gotta call, of course. I got to call the king. Yeah. got to call the king. Um, all right, so yeah. So we'll, we'll take a break. We're going to get into the first round here. The order, why we... Think the way we do, why our beliefs are the way they are. I'm excited to, uh, at some point, talk my rankings in general with you, kind of see where we differ. Uh, I found out there's a bunch of guys. I haven't like gone over like my favorite guys. I usually highlight them in white. I have not done that yet. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm very excited, man, to talk my rankings. It's, like, it's a good day. I've been saying for a while I needed to get it done. And last night, I did it all. Really excited about it. Yeah, I like kind of published mine. The other day, but it's they're not completely done yet. So I still got to go over some things, and I got to update that based on this AJ Green news. AJ Green, of course, had a minor surgery that came out just before the show here. Ian Rappaport, not a surprise. He still might uh, be good to go by week one. Highly doubt that. I agree. And six to eight week timetable seems optimistic. I agree, but they said he should be one hundred percent, which is nice. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Also, right before the show, CJ McCollum signed a three-year, hundred million dollar extension. Where are the Blazers getting all this money from? Uh, the very rich owners. <laughs> Much richer than us. No, James Dolan's extremely rich as well. Although we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't know based on me going to Peter Luger's last night, Greg. Stacking the big bucks. I don't know how you had money to buy lunch today. I don't. <laughs> Just going to starve to death. 
<laughs> He's Frank Stanfield. I'm Greg Sussman. We're the BFFs. Very, very excited. Our first round breakdown. This is what you guys want to know. Who are we taking when in the first round? We'll let you know over the next hour here on the BFFs. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Back with you here, BFFs, Frank Stanfield, Greg Sussman. You like the song, Greg? It's fine. Name the movie. Um, Fast Times? Maybe? That's not the movie I'm thinking. Austin Powers? The original? Oh. Yeah, Austin oh, Powers. Isn't it Fast Times also, Danny? He was just Bavone. so sexy that he made the robot's heads right. explode. Bavone right? is probably yeah. the one that's to answer that. <laughs> yeah, Bavone's gone already. Yeah, I, I think it was in Fast Times also. 
I knew if my friend would have no idea what Fast Times is. So. I do know what that is. My yeah. dad loves that movie. I used to watch it with him. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, all right. So, first round, man. Yeah, first overall pick. We what do you got, Greg? I'm not going to take time on things that we know like we agree on. Like without, There's no question. And yeah. I think that's how I feel at the first pick. The first pick overall uh, in fantasy football this year should be Saquon Barkley. I don't think there's an argument against it. I think people have made arguments well, like pretty consensus for other players, other these other running backs in this range going ahead of Saquon well, Barkley. Pretty consensus thought that Saquon Barkley is the guy, yeah? Yeah, I would say so. I agree with you. I have him as my number one player, number one running back. I did the whiteboard series for the number one overall pick already, and... I also had Saquon Barkley as the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, even if Daniel Jones gets in there at some point, which I guess is the downside, can, I don't can think, he really be that much worse than Eli I Manning? Think, I don't think it's a downside. I think it's a good side. From everything I've read about Giants training camp, Daniel Jones is actually better throwing the screen, which could result in even more yards and more points. Especially for a rookie, right? So if he goes through his progressions and you know he's crumbling, just to throw the ball up to uh, Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, I mean... I understand a lot of people are going to say, like, you obviously want a running back in a better offense as your, uh, as your number one overall pick, as your first-round pick, but Saquon Barkley was in a subpar offense last year as well and still finished as the number two running back behind Todd Gurley. I will barely. say this. A lot of Barkley's uh, yards didn't come in chunks. There were times where his yards per carry, not yards per carry, but it was a lot of nothing that was there because the box was stacked because the Giants do stink. Uh, but Barkley always... Their offensive line really should be better this year as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. That right side totally redone uh, with Kevin Zeitler and uh, Mike Remmers. So that should be better. We'll see. Yeah, so uh, look, you won't get an argument from me here. Obviously, his usage in the past game, 120 targets last year from Saquon Barkley, 88% of the snaps, so it was fourth most amongst running backs. His usage in the red zone, I mean, he is a legitimate, legitimate workhorse. You don't really have to worry about anyone stealing carries away from him either. This is a no-brainer for me, Greg. Absolutely. Okay, then you get to number two, where it is a little bit more exciting, I, I think. Because if Saquon's the no-brainer, at number two, I told you I was in the cab uh, with Bar Bacon's John. And John... When are we going to Bar Bacon, by the way? We can go to Bar Bacon whenever you want. Eh. John has a, the number two pick in his draft, he was telling me. And he goes, he knows Saquon's going to go one. He wants to take Alvin Kamara at two. And I go, well, I mean, it's really hard between Kamara, McCaffrey, uh, and Ezekiel Elliott. I know previously, Frank, you and I had talked, and Ezekiel Elliott was your number two pick uh, a couple of weeks back when we originally had this discussion. But I was looking at it when I was making my rankings, and I decided you always want to minimize risk at two. And I thought the person that minimized the risk the most for me was Christian McCaffrey at number two. And I'll just tell you why very briefly, and you can give me your number two. Obviously, the Ezekiel Elliott holdout is, for now, still a thing. He's in Cabo chilling, and Jerry Jones saying things, oh, you don't need to pay a running back to make to win a Super Bowl. It's all posturing, right? Him in Cabo, him doing his thing, it's all posturing. I think Ezekiel Elliott does show up. I think he gets a raise uh, for this year, for next year, whatever. I'm not worried about Ezekiel Elliott like I am about Melvin Gordon. He's got that extra year on him, so I'm not worried about that necessarily. But when there are two guys that are very comparable that I could put in the same range, that drops Zeke a spot. For Alvin Kamara, he's incredible. No doubt about it. But, this is a small button. Again, it's apples, to, it's apples to apples, but you're splitting hairs. Latavius Murray was signed. We've seen him be a goal line back in the past. And we've seen the Saints forever under Sean Payton use multiple running backs. Kamara's the guy. I'm not worried about him in the least. But, if we're splitting hairs and you're just a little bit worried about a couple of touchdowns being lost or a couple of touches not going your way, right? We saw a game where Mark Ingram had 20 touches and Alvin Kamara only had a few. That drops him down a peg. 
which leads me to Christian McCaffrey, who had like 350 touches last year. Uh, although North Turner and Ron Rivera has said we want to scale that back, they haven't exactly said how. Because it's not like they trust anybody behind him. Maybe you involve Curtis Samuel in the backfield because he is so talented. You want him to get the ball. I don't know. But there is nobody in that backfield that scares me at all while Christian McCaffrey is there. He is uh, the player that this offense is going to run through. It's not like they have any wide receivers for Cam to throw to. It's going to be a lot of dumping to Christian McCaffrey, a lot of running to Christian McCaffrey. It is going to be a monstrous, monstrous year for McCaffrey. CMC is my number two player overall. You can't really argue much about it. I have Alvin Kamara as my number two running back. And look, if you just want to go based on volume, and you because of that, you take Christian McCaffrey. I can't blame you for that. Volume is key when it comes to fantasy football. But Alvin Kamara has kind of been the exception to that over his first two seasons where he's finished as a top four running back each of his first two years in the NFL. 100-plus targets, exactly 81 receptions in each of his first two seasons. Last year, we thought that he was going to regress from his 13 touchdowns that he had as a rookie. He did not. He had 18 total touchdowns. It's just, while he doesn't see the same amount of snaps as a guy like Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey played 91% of his team's snaps last year, and Greg's right about, they don't really have a running back to speak of behind him, like they have Cameron Artis Payne, but whatever, that's fine. Alvin Kamara just really kind of defies all logic in terms of his efficiency, ability to score touchdowns. Uh, His red zone usage went up last year. He had 51 red zone carries. That was the second most among all players in the NFL last year. His red zone targets went up. So his usage in the red zone, the fact that he he still plays in a really, really good offense, indoors, on the fast track. You're splitting hairs here. I get it. I think that there's a little bit more downside when it comes to Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers just because... Cam Newton is coming off that shoulder surgery, so it's something to pay attention to. He has looked good in training camp so far, so I will give him that. And the fact that the Panthers have said that they're going to scale Christian McCaffrey back a little bit. So, again, we're splitting hairs here, but I think Alvin Kamara is a tad bit safer, so he's my number two player. Christian McCaffrey, my number three. It's interesting because we're both putting the player at two that we think tad bit safer. For me, that's McCaffrey. Yep. Uh, for you, it's Kamara. I think in an auction, I am going to keep saying this because I do have my auction coming up. I think in an auction, they're the same price. Like, there's still, um, there's no one I'm spending like a dollar more for. Uh, you, you go with which, uh, you go to whichever one ultimately uh, is cheaper. Uh, I, I, you look at these numbers and they're extremely, extremely comparable uh, in both directions. 107 receptions last year for Christian McCaffrey. A thousand yards on the ground as well um, for Alvin Kamara, 81 receptions, back-to-back seasons, although I do find it interesting because he didn't really get going um, in, the, in his first season until a couple of games in. I don't know whatever, that, whatever to make of that. In terms of Christian McCaffrey? No, Kamara, uh, because his okay. rookie year, like, AP was there. Yeah, so, AP was there. So, so they just had a lot of running backs to start the season. I agree. I just yeah. find it interesting that his reception total didn't go up from year one to year two. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, Michael Thomas's did last year, so yeah. perhaps a few of those targets. And Jared Cook is now there, too. And we know that, you know, having a good tight end, there's a direct correlation between tight end targets and running back targets. Yep. But I think that the Saints and Sean Payton, they know how valuable Alvin Kamara is in the past game and the type of mismatch, mismatches that he creates. Same thing could be said for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but I just trust the Saints offense a little bit more and the fact that we've seen Alvin Kamara now do it for two straight years. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was awesome last year. And again, we're splitting hairs. So I still have McCaffrey as my RB3, but obviously I have to make the argument for why I have Kamara number two. Those are the reasons why. All right. I mean, you heard my reasons, of course, for CMC uh, at 
two versus a Camara. They are two three for both of us, just in opposite directions. Um, at number four, do we we both have Ezekiel Elliott. I mentioned him briefly. Yeah. Uh, are you not concerned? Not not concerned about the holdout, but you're concerned enough that he's at four now. Yeah. Um, but you're not concerned that it will last the regular season or anything like that. I don't think so. Uh, again, the date is August sixth that we have to pay attention to. If he's not there by August sixth, then this upcoming season will not count as an accrued season, and Ezekiel Elliott needs that in order to uh, eventually get to free agency if that's what he wants to do and get paid, ultimately. But as of now, Ezekiel Elliott is my RB4 because he is holding out. If he were not holding out, I would actually have him ahead of Christian McCaffrey as well, just because he led the NFL in touches last year, 381 touches. He only scored nine touchdowns, which is weird because uh, that was in 15 games. The year before, he had nine touchdowns in only 10 games. So based on how much he touches the ball, you would imagine that his touchdown regression should be positive this year and that you're looking at Zeke anywhere from like 10 to 12 touchdowns, maybe even more than that personally. But because he's holding out, if I were drafting right now, I would take those other running backs ahead of him just because I don't have that threat of a holdup. Is it fair to say that in a super flex, these four would be the same four? No matter what format, these four are the four. Yes. I agree with you. I would not take Patrick Mahomes over any of them. I agree with you. Number five is where it gets interesting for both of us. We'll let you know what's going on next. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight. Go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. 
Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. NFL season is now upon us. You become the eighth person to win a million bucks at a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, sending their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. You become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Head on over and check out their tools for the NFL, MLB, PGA, NBA, NHL, and sports wagering and get access to all of them. Daily Roto Elite Package. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. You'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and using the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. And that's DailyRoto.com. And the promo code is ACTION. All right, Frank, we've gone through the top four. For me, it goes Barkley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke. For you, it goes Barkley, Kamara, McCaffrey, Zeke. Same four, slightly different order with two, three. Now we get to number five. What do you got? So this is where we're most likely going to differ, but I'm going to go with David Johnson, and you're seeing that with the ADP this year. The first-round running backs are back. Everybody wants a workhorse running back, and you know, despite David Johnson... You know, playing in an inept offense last year, he still finishes a top 12 running back. He played 80% of the snaps. That was fifth most amongst running backs last season. Uh, 16 attempts inside of the 10, 76% of his team's carries. He's going to still be used inside of the uh, inside of the red zone and on the goal line. There's just no doubt about that. He's getting paid a ton of money. The, ba- the running back behind him, Chase Edmonds, is not built the same type of way that David Johnson is. And you can just see it last year, the way that Mike McCoy and the Cardinals were using David Johnson, basically just running him into the back of the offensive line, right up the middle, over and over. That's not the way to get the most out of David Johnson. And I think that Cliff Kingsbury is equipped to figure that out. A couple of years ago, when David Johnson had that monster year, Bruce Arians used him as a wide receiver a lot. He got him out in the screen game. That's where he had all those receptions. Scored 20 total touchdowns. He was amazing. And last year, they uh, the Cardinals were only 31st in offensive plays ran. There's no doubt in my mind that pace is going to go up. Under Cliff Kingsbury, Texas Tech, each of the past four seasons ranked top 10 in offensive plays per game. Last year, specifically, they ranked 4th. Obviously, Kyler Murray is there. I just expect this offense to be much better, run more plays. They're going to be electric. There's going to be scoring opportunities, and David Johnson is going to be at the forefront of that. Still some concerns about the offensive line, but we have to remember last year their offensive line was so bad because basically everybody was hurt. If, it's a big if, they can stay healthy, this offensive line I think can be decent, decent enough for David Johnson to take advantage of it. He's my fifth overall player, Greg. So, for all the reasons that you mentioned, David Johnson is my next running back on the board. He, he is, and I think his upside... You've changed that then. Didn't you have James Conner originally? I did, yeah. and I've changed that when I kind of did some research last night. And I think the upside for David Johnson is simply higher 
than my man James Conner or Le'Veon Bell. And his pass game usage is just massive. Precisely. And because of that, I changed it and had David Johnson as my next ranked running back. The amount of plays they're going to run is going to multiply. Uh, the amount that I think the rookie running back will use David Johnson and Cliff Kingsbury will use the talent around him is just going to be better than what Steve Wilkes and Mike McCoy did last year. As long as he can stay healthy, I, I think he has the most upside, and that's why I have him as my ne- next ranked running back. But... That doesn't make him my next ranked player because in the first round, I think you're trying to minimize as much risk as humanly possible. And there is risk with David Johnson. As good as he was last year, finishing inside the top 10 at the running back spot, on a week-to-week basis, it was frustrating. As I've talked to David Johnson owners, I I I get it. You didn't get what you were hoping for. And when I'm drafting the first round, I don't want to not get what I'm hoping for. I don't want to have to worry. And that's why my number five overall player is my top wide receiver on the board, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. Now, for me, you're splitting hairs when it comes to Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. They're both remarkable. Nobody has read more red zone targets over the last two seasons than Devontae Adams. It's a better offense with Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers. I know, Frank, you've talked about how Devontae Adams is your top wide receiver on the board. But once again, when we're talking about the running backs, we were splitting hairs a little bit. You're just trying to find a, little, a few differences. I do want to go back to a couple of years ago where Devontae Adams had these major concussion issues. And that small thing made me last year, who I was extremely high on Devontae Adams, if you remember, I dreaded Geronimo Allison everywhere as a handcuff. And I was just nervous because I know how amazing that Adams is. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to produce a season like he did last year, where it's an unbelievable amount of touchdowns, an unbelievable amount of yards in that offense. And he's only going to sustain that. There is, he's the true number one guy. He's amazing. And he's great. I trust... Now, DeAndre Hopkins has been nicked up. He's had some muscle injuries. Don't, don't get me wrong. But Devontae Adams could be one concussion away from missing the season. And that really, really scared me enough to move DeAndre Hopkins over him. DeAndre Hopkins is that physical freak that is always going to be involved, uh, certainly in the offense. Again, you're splitting hairs here. For me, that one little bit that I think Hopkins is a better bet to stay healthy than Adams pushes me having Hopkins ahead of Adams, and he's simply more of a sure thing than any of the next running backs, including Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, and the man that we both have as our next running back, David Johnson. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. I can't disagree with anybody who wants to take uh, DeAndre Hopkins over Devontae Adams. Me personally, Greg mentioned it, I do have Devontae Adams as my wide receiver one. Even with the concussion issues, he's played at least 14 games in each of the past three seasons. DeAndre Hopkins is more durable. He is one of, if not the most durable wide receiver in the game. I believe he's only missed one game in his five or six year career. So he's extremely durable and you know, outside of a season with Brock Osweiler as his quarterback, he's finished basically as a top four wide receiver each of the past three seasons. So he's just incredibly consistent, might be the pound-for-pound best wide receiver in the game. For me, I have Devontae Adams just one spot ahead of him. He's my sixth-ranked player just behind uh, David Johnson. So those top five running backs are off the board. I would go with Devontae Adams, and then I have Hopkins as my seventh overall player. But for Adams, it's just the combination of having Aaron Rodgers' trust Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback, his usage in the red zone. Nobody has more red zone targets than Devontae Adams over the past three seasons. He has 77 red zone targets. Nobody has more receiving touchdowns than Devontae Adams over the past three seasons. 35 touchdowns in 45 games. It's just a massive, massive rate. And there were some reports in the offseason of Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, he wants to get Devontae Adams even more targets this season. I will admit... A couple of years ago, more than a couple, it was like four or five years ago now at this time, Jordy Nelson goes down with the ACL, Greg. We were all expecting Devontae Adams to take that next step. 
he was not ready. It was painfully obvious to watch. He was not ready to be a wide receiver one. He has come a long way in terms of his route running, his releases off the line of scrimmage, his hands, uh, his ability to show up against top corners. He is every bit a wide receiver one at the NFL level that you're going to find. I truly do believe that. So because of those reasons, I have him as my wide receiver one, my sixth pick, and I have DeAndre Hopkins as my seventh pick. I'm obviously not worried about Devontae Adams not being the true wide receiver one. We've long passed those days uh, with Jordan There are Nelson. some people that don't believe it. Though. Well, that's stupid. It, it's just ridiculous. It, it's stupid. And I'm looking at uh, the numbers between Hopkins and Adams, and just for the record, they're 5-6 for me. I have David Johnson at number seven. So, uh, again, it's more about sure thing. I trust those guys simply more than I trust David Johnson. That's how it's 5-6 and 7 for me. Frank has the five, same 5-6 five, and 7, just a little bit of a different order. Um... DeAndre Hopkins last year had four more receptions, had like 200 or so more yards, and had two less touchdowns, ultimately, than Devontae Adams. Touchdowns, I'm not saying they're fluky, but that could go either way, two more touchdowns, right? In either direction. Yes, Hopkins did play one extra game than Adams did, but that could be expected given Adams' injury history. Adams did uh, average one more point per game, fantasy-wise, than Hopkins did, but again... You're literally splitting hairs. They're so consistent, Greg. How about Correct. this? Devontae Adams had 80 yards or a touchdown in every game he played last year. Love it. DeAndre Hopkins, 74 yards or a touchdown in every game. I mean, that type of consistency is just massive. It's and unmatched. When you're looking at the half-point PPR format, which is what we typically play in, but basically these top wide receivers, specifically Hopkins and Adams, are just a tad behind what those running backs have done the past couple of Correct. seasons. Correct. So... You know, everyone's saying, oh, well, you, I want to lock down a running back. They, they, they touch the ball more. They're, they're prone to scoring more points. It's not necessarily true. They score more points, but it's very, very close. Like, these wide receivers are just behind those top workhorse running backs. Correct. Both of these wide receivers outside the top four running backs, for me, that workhorse running back, that's it. Right? Those four, in my mind, are those workhorse running backs. That's why I have Hopkins and Adams at 5-6, and then David Johnson to kind of start the next tier running backs. You don't, obviously. Yeah. Now, before we move on, um, I guess to number eight for both of us. Uh, before we move on there, I do want to bring up the Superflex once again because more and more people are playing in Superflex. Would you take Patrick Mahomes before any of these three players? No. Not me personally. You can make the argument for it. He obviously, and I do believe this, gives you a, a huge advantage in Superflex. I, I do think that he is that much better than the next quarterback. But me personally, I wouldn't do it. So I actually would. I would take Patrick Mahomes at five ahead of both wide receivers and David Johnson. I think the advantage you get from Patrick Mahomes uh, in this Chiefs offense is just uh, astronomical. Uh, Andrew Luck badly a bit of a calf injury. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had some injury issues to Sean Watson. Uh, not nearly as consistent as the other three in my estimation. Uh, so Mahomes gives you the significant advantage in the Superflex League where it's so, so valuable to get a quarterback. Uh, depending on the four-point four touch, passing touchdowns versus six points. So for me, Mahomes actually would be my number five player in a Superflex League. Uh, then I would get to Adams and Hopkins uh, and David Johnson. What if I told you that you can get Watson or Rodgers in round two? Does that change your opinion? No, because I think you can do that. Like, that, that I, would, oh, I would expect luck would go in round one with Mahomes and the other two would go in round two. Okay, so just for reference, the Scott Fishbowl League that we play in, it's a little bit different, but it is super flex. Well, it's a little bit different because the tight end also works. The tight end has points. a premium, but Patrick Mahomes in my draft went with the seventh pick. So he is in that range. And yeah. then the next quarterback was Deshaun Watson who went in the middle of the second round. And that's... Again, I would take Luck and Rodgers before Watson personally, but Mahomes in the first round, I have him at number five, I, I, I think, when it comes to Superflex. But again, it's so hard with rankings, you just got to have a feel for the draft, basically. And quarterback is just still so deep, too. I keep hitting on that number 22. 
there's 22 quarterbacks that I wouldn't mind having as my QB1 or super flex. And you can get those guys all the way into like round eight or nine in a super flex draft. So I don't really mind going that route. Seven players down, eight through 12 coming up next. Frankie, you, you kind of know what my, my round's looking like. I'm excited to see what your first round concludes and how it looks uh, when we return. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Sports Network brought to you by SportsGrid. The Fantasy Sports Network is ready to take you out to the ballgame. Our experts and analysts are following the boys of summer through all 162 games of the 2019 MLB season with the best fantasy baseball analysis in the industry. Catch the latest news and notes every day to help you win your fantasy leagues and your DFS tournaments. We'll always want you back listening and watching the Fantasy Sports Network on the FNTSY radio app and the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, where we're root, root, rooting for your fantasy baseball team. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to SportsGrid.com slash DK to play. That's SportsGrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Fantasy football frenzy. If it was the same foot he hurt last year, I would think more along the lines you are. But since it's the other foot, you know, it just twisted it and just twisted ankle it. Ankle injuries obviously. don't heal. I've torn ligaments in both ankles. They do not heal. How long ago did you tear the ligaments? I've torn ligaments Seriously. in both ankles. I've torn How long ago was it? If you let me answer, Jim, you keep interrupting. Well, you're you not answering, answer it, though. You're, you're trying, I'm trying, I'm trying yeah. to answer again, and you're talking. Watch live weekdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel. So we're at pick number eight here. Frank Stample and Greg Sussman, the BFFs. Hope you're enjoying our first down breakdown tomorrow. Uh, we'll continue, the, continue our round by round breakdown. It's uh, number two. Of course, number two. Of course, as we get into the middle rounds, it'll be very, very different. So it's like we'll probably just at that point get like player comparisons and we'll break off from there. You just do 
I guess, like mid-round analysis. Exactly. We're not going to go like, oh, fourth, fifth, sixth. Correct. We'll do, the, we'll do the second round. Maybe we'll do the third round. Mm. That would probably be, let's say, one. Well, yeah. And I think next week we'll get into a player analysis. Mid, like mid-round players and then try to do some comparisons. Get a sleepers, boss, all that good stuff. All right. Make sense? Yep. Cool. So, at player number eight, Frankie, we have, we have the same top seven, which is not... Which is not like the guarantee of this year, by the way. Like, we happen to have the same top seven. We need to talk about it at all. No. First four, everybody's going to have. But after that, it's kind of a, a crapshoot a little bit. We do have the next five, same five, six, and seven different order. Uh, the same top uh, seven, indeed. My top seven, and Frank will give you his in a moment. Uh, it begins with Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and David Johnson. That's my top seven. For Frank, it goes Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. At number eight, Frank, who you got? At number eight, I actually have Julio Jones for a lot of the reasons that you had the wide receivers ahead of David Johnson. It's just that, for me, the next running backs that are up, Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon, James Conner, there's a little bit more risk involved with those picks, and I just think Julio Jones is so safe. He hasn't finished lower than wide receiver seven each of the past three seasons. He's had 1,400 or more receiving yards each of the past three seasons as well. He scored eight touchdowns last year. All eight of those came from week eight on. And the last time he played with Dirk Cutter as the OC, he actually had a career high in terms of red zone targets. So I'm hoping that we can get back there and you know maybe we can get to that double-digit touchdown range for Julio Jones. If that's the case, he might threaten to be the wide receiver one. We know that the catches, the, catches, the targets, the yards are all going to be there. The Atlanta Falcons have a ton of games indoors this year, which just bodes well for Julio Jones. So for the same reasons you had those wide receivers at five and six, Greg, I have Julio Jones a couple of spots ahead of these next this next group of running backs because I think that there's a little bit more risk involved with those guys. So I have Julio Jones at eight. I think it's interesting because people always think about Julio Jones. You think about the nagging foot. And he's not playing at all in the preseason to rest that foot and rest his body. But Julio Jones has played 16 games in three of the last four seasons. And a lot of those injury issues that he had earlier in his career they're gone. Last year, might have been his best season yet with those 1,677 yards, 170 targets, second most of his career, uh, and eight touchdowns, second most of his career. And as Frank said, all those touchdowns came uh, after week number eight. Touchdowns are probably uh, probably going up as long as he can stay healthy. Back in this Dirk Cutter offense, he is just 30 years old still, so he's not like old for a wide receiver. I know a lot of people thought maybe they were drafting Calvin Ridley, the second coming here. But Julio Jones still in a class of his own, and he is, once again, the next wide receiver that I have on my board, and he is, but I don't have him yet. I'm going to go back to the well uh, with the running backs, and I'm actually going to, I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell. And I know, oh, Greggy, come on! Yesterday or or the other day, you said James Conner was your RB five. Now he's dropping down the board. I know, and now he's dropped all the way down to RB seven. Uh, spoiler alert! But uh, Le'Veon Bell, again, you're looking for safety, and I'm not taking. I don't want to take too much out of context, but. I love James Conner because I don't buy any of the nonsense that he's not going to be the guy. Like, there is that birdie in the back of your head that, like, maybe Jalen Samuels is a little bit more involved than you want him to be. I still trust James Conner in every facet of the game. But Le'Veon Bell is ready to carry the ball 500 times as he apologized to fantasy owners yesterday. Yeah. As much as Adam Gaze will give him the ball, he'll get it. And we saw last year with Adam Gaze. We hope. He handed the ball repeatedly to Frank Gore. Frank freaking Gore. And it wasn't a split running back situation. I mean, Kenyon Drake was a passing down back sometimes. It was Frank Gore's backfield, man. And when you have a guy, the quality of Le'Veon Bell, he's going to hand him the ball. He's going to get the ball out of the backfield from Sam Darnold. And I think Le'Veon Bell just is just a tad bit safer, probably, 
than James Conner. Now, the Steelers' offensive line is going to be better than the Jets' offensive line. No doubt in my mind. So that's certainly a, a check mark in the column for James. You might Conner. have a top five unit for the Steelers versus a bottom five unit for. The so Jets. I think that's an argument, and to me, I, I go back and forth. As you know, right this second, I put Le'Veon Bell one spot higher than Connor, who is next. They are eight nine. Uh, Julio Jones is ten for me, but you look at what Le'Veon did in his last full season: fifteen games in twenty seventeen for Pittsburgh, twelve hundred and ninety one yards, four touchdowns on the ground, two more in the air, with eighty five receptions. It's a different offense. I get it, but. Even Adam Gaze can't be that stupid not to utilize his best offensive weapon. That's Le'Veon Bell. For me... We're in dangerous territory here, Greg. I know, and, and then you're... After what I just said, you thought maybe I should put Julio next. Like, I get it, right? Um, and maybe I will, ultimately. But I want to get back to the running backs before they go up. I have Julio kind of in the next tier with the other wide receivers uh, with Michael Thomas and somebody else, which I'll get to last. I don't want to reveal that yet. Um, but uh, for me, Le'Veon Bell is sitting at player number 8, followed by James Conner at 9, followed by Julio Jones at 10. So, who was your... All right, your seven was uh, David Johnson then. Okay, so yes. I have, I have uh-huh. Julio Jones at eight. I have Le'Veon Bell at nine. I have James Conner at ten. So, through ten... Same guys. We have the same group of players, just not in the same order. And that's changed a little bit, too, because I believe earlier you had Joe Mixon ahead of James Conner, no? A little bit earlier, yes, I did. But okay. I changed that, actually, like, last week. Just It just didn't make sense to have Joe Mixon ahead of James Conner. Just... Connor's offensive line is so much better. His offense overall is just much better. His quarterback is better. I mean, a system that we can trust, that we have trusted for years now when it comes to fantasy. So, you know, I really like Joe Mixon. I think he's a talented player, but I think the situation for James Conner and the Steelers overall is just a better one. When it comes to Le'Veon Bell, look, there is risk involved. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Blake Bealey, and uh, he had Mike Tagliere on his podcast recently, and I listened to that yesterday. And they were making the case against Le'Veon Bell. And they basically had this to say, that if you don't have a top 15 offense, it's much harder to finish as a top 12 running back if you play in like what the bottom half of the league offenses. And we all expect the Jets to, while we expect them to progress and be better offensively, they're probably still not a top half of the league offense. So it just makes things difficult for a running back because... Your ability to score touchdowns, to get down the field. Obviously, we expect uh, Le'Veon Bell to be used in the red zone, but how often are the Jets going to be in the red zone? Are they going to have a lot of three and outs this year if you know their offense is not clicking? And you also have to bring in, bring into the back of your mind the fact that Adam Gase, the past couple of years with the Miami Dolphins, has been one of the slowest offensive teams in the league in terms of plays run. So... That's why I think there's a little bit more risk involved, obviously, with uh, with Le'Veon Bell and the Jets. I still have him ranked ahead of James Conner because, for the reasons that Greg mentioned, they're still Jalen Samuels. They've talked him up. They drafted Benny Snell. So you have that kind of in the back of your mind. I think, at least when it comes to Bell, I don't really worry about Ty Montgomery. I don't really worry about anyone else on the Jets. Bilal Powell. I don't really worry about these guys. They're paying Le'Veon Bell a boatload of money. I think that he's going to be a workhorse running back and they're going to try and get the most out of him that they possibly can. So because of that volume, I have him one spot ahead of James Conner, but you can definitely make the argument that James Conner's situation overall is better than that of Le'Veon Bell. So we're totally in the same in the same ballpark here. The reason why we have Bell over Conner ever so slightly, the reason why we have David Johnson over both of those guys ever so slightly, Julio Jones for both of us, that next wide receiver. So we have the same top 10, a little bit different order. 
but again, I, I can't kill you if you want to. If you feel strongly in a different way, like you want to pull Julio Jones up, like Frank did, it doesn't bother me. I actually feel more strongly about drafting Hopkins and Adams at five six uh, over David Johnson than I do drafting Bell and Connor over Julio Jones. In all honesty, yeah, that's 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 me, and I know you have your reasons too. Now, two more spots to go. We get to number eleven and number twelve. Frankie, for you, who do you have at eleven? Number 11, I do have Joe Mixon. I have these three running backs back-to-back-to-back. It's Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, and Joe Mixon. Again, I think that Joe Mixon is a really talented player. Everyone's talking about how bad their offensive line is. They've already lost Jonah Williams, their first-round pick, and A.J. Green goes down, and that obviously hurts the offense. But their offensive line was really bad last year. Their offense was in shambles last year. There were a lot of injuries. And Joe Mixon still finished as the RB9 overall. He still finished 4.9 yards per carry behind a not-so-good offensive line. He is that talented of a player. He played 73% of the snaps. That was tied for eighth most amongst running backs. So it was a different regime, but Zach Taylor comes in, and he was the offensive coordinator under Sean McVay. He didn't call plays there. I believe this is the second time he'll be calling plays in his life. He was like an interim offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins a couple of years ago. But he's studied under Sean McVay, and my hope is that They're going to use Joe Mixon similar to the way that Sean McVay has used Todd Gurley in that he's a workhorse. The receptions could go up for Joe Mixon. Um, He averaged exactly 20 touches per game already last year, 16.9 carries per game, 3.1 receptions. So I like him. I think that he's going to be used a lot. He's going to be used a lot in the red zone. I think the receptions go up. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that Giovanni Bernard doesn't take that much away from him. Um, And for all those reasons... I still do want a workhorse running back at these, this end of the first round area, and I trust that no matter who comes back to me in the second round as a wide receiver, I'm going to get a really good one, whether it's Juju, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham. So I don't mind taking Joe Mixon first and then taking whatever wide receiver is available in round two. So I have Joe Mixon as my 11th ranked player. So I understand the strategy there, but for me, I do question that offensive line in a major way, and I we don't know the Zach Taylor offense. Like, throw out the Miami year. He's learned a lot uh, from Sean McVay. And I think it's very impressive what he did finishing as a top 10 running back with this brutal offensive line. But I think there are question marks about how bad this Bengals team will be. And you mentioned what Mike Tagliere said. They were said. bad last year, right? Sure, but you mentioned what Mike Tagliere said. It's, just, it's, it's harder. When this it, team it is bad... Make, it does make life harder. It's harder. And because of that, I do not have Joe Mixon drafted in the first round for me. I'm going to go with my next ranked wide receiver, and that is the Saints' Michael Thomas. I know he has not reported to training camp yet. I think he ultimately will. I'm not concerned about a holdout there. Uh, He's played 16 games each of the last two years. Um, And and last season, I mean, he was a a man amongst boys for much of the year. I know he went through a middle uh, stretch in the middle of the year where he didn't score a couple touchdowns, but the receptions are always there. He is by far the number one target in this offense. It's going to want to obviously push the ball down the field. Yes, you're concerned that you run the ball more. Yes, you're concerned that Drew Brees isn't the same quarterback he used to be. But Michael Thomas is just uh, on another level. And I think we saw, even at that opening game with Tampa Bay, which I'm sure many people can't get out of their minds, 16 receptions for 180 yards and a touchdown. That's how dominant Michael Michael Thomas can be, uh, and for the most part, he keeps his mouth shut, and he just plays, and I, I think there's a lot to be said. Now, Joe Mixon does did average last year over 14 fantasy points per game. Michael Thomas, only about 12 fantasy points per game. That is a significant difference. Joe Mixon finished uh, with about 10 more fantasy points in total. Of course, that's one point per game, whatever. Um, I think Michael Thomas is just a little bit safer than Joe Mixon. Michael Thomas is my number 11 player overall. Yeah, I don't have Michael Thomas as a first-round player for me. I think he's a fine player, but... As we've seen from Drew Brees in the Saints offense these past couple of years, there's been a direct correlation that 
They want to run the football, and they want to play defense. I don't know that they want to ask Drew Brees to throw the ball all that much. So I worry about volume. I know that Michael Thomas is still going to lead this team in targets, lead this team in target share, but he's finished exactly wide receiver seven each of his first three seasons. So you basically know what you're getting from Michael Thomas. I don't know how much better he's going to get from that. That's fine. If you want to, if you want a consistent player at the end of the first round, I don't have a problem with Michael Thomas, but I think you can argue that players like Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyreek Hill obviously have more upside than a Michael Thomas, and that's where I'm going to go with my 12th and last player of the first round. It is Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He finished wide receiver nine last year. I think more touchdowns are coming this season. You know, he only ha- he had. I believe it was seven or eight touchdowns, and Antonio Brown had 15, yet Juju Smith-Schuster had more red zone targets than Antonio Brown a year ago, and the volume. You want to talk about volume for a wide receiver, they have to replace almost 1,300 yards, 15 touchdowns, and over 160 targets of Antonio Brown from last year. Obviously, that's not going to only go all Juju Smith-Schuster's way, but he is unquestionably the wide receiver one for this team. I don't worry about him seeing opposing teams' number one corners. He plays in the slot. Juju Smith-Schuster, my number 12 player, rounding out the first round. Juju's also my number 12 player, rounding out the first round. I'll tell you exactly why on the other side as we wrap up the Fantasy Hour here on the BFFs. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. 
Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Oh, Joan Osborne for you here. I love it. If that was one of us. BFF's wrapping up here. Final three minutes. As I mentioned before the break, at number 12 for me, I also have Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm high on the Steelers' offense, obviously, and maybe it's just me, but I'm buying the scheme, right? Like, Le'Veon's gone. AB is gone. And I think you can kind of just plug in the pieces there and kind of get the same result. That's why I'm really high on James Conner. That's why I'm really high on Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju has proven uh, with Antonio Brown in the lineup, without Antonio Brown in the lineup, he is a true wide receiver one. And I believe that uh, without AB there, Ben's going to have a trust factor with him. And it's going to be all Juju all the time. Uh, he's absolutely my number 12 player. And, and ex- he's someone I'm very much targeting. Yeah, a lot of people are probably going to ask, you know, why Odell Beckham isn't part of this crew, Tyreek Hill is part of this crew. Odell Beckham, while I think he does have immense upside playing with Baker Mayfield, no doubt the best quarterback that he's played with now of his career, there is some downside because he has dealt with a lot of leg injuries so far already. And when it comes to Tyreek Hill, there's still, you know, just creeping in the back of my mind the possibility of something coming out that forces him to be suspended. The upside is insane. But again, you know, as Greg has hit on a lot today, with my first two picks, I really, really just want safe players. Like, you can... Attack all the upside in the middle rounds that you can possibly get. You, This is your foundation, your round one and round two pick. So while I think Odell Beckham and Tyreek Hill do have massive upside, I think the downside is higher for those guys as well. We haven't seen Juju Smith-Schuster be you know, a wide receiver one for an extended period of time, but in the three games that he has done it so far, he has scored a touchdown in each one of those games, in games that he's played without Antonio Brown. So I don't really worry about it. He played 50% of his, 57% of his snaps in the slot last year. And this is something I'm just going to continue hitting on, Greg. I love slot receivers. Their targets are more valuable than wide receivers who play on the outside. It's just, it's harder to defend slot receivers. At least, you know, if you are a really, really talented cornerback and you're playing up against a wide receiver on the outside, you have the sideline to play against where you could pin those guys up against the sideline. If you go into the slot, it's just so hard to guard those receivers. You don't know if they're going to go left, right, they're going to go straight. I think that's an advantage that Juju Smith-Schuster has over some of these other names. Totally agree with that. Odell Beckham also playing a lot, potentially in the slot, although Jarvis Landry is there as well. So a lot of question marks uh, when it comes to Cleveland. Tomorrow, Frank and I will go over our first round again and reveal who we have in round number two. Have a great night. We come back. It's the Fantasy Hour. It's over. Action Hour is next.